0: Welcome to the winter sports season premiere of this week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESPN Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. We're happy to welcome back Indian Hill AD Brian Phelps. Brian, good to see you once again. Very interesting time, maybe for you more so than anybody else because your your winter sports season just started uh, about a week ago. You got the okay to go ahead and start the winter season. So, I want to I want to take take us behind the scenes there. What the day to day operations have been like in between the fall season and the start of the winter season, and how did you go about g- preparing to start the winter sports season?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, great to see you guys. Glad to be back. I'm glad that we're back to athletics. It feels yeah. uh, pretty normal. It's going to be a crazy busy January and February. Just trying to get as many events in as possible. When the um, you know we we started basketball as normal, kind of like everyone else, we got some scrimmages under our belt and 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 practicing and those kinds of things. And you know, I, it's it's been it's been tough for our community. Um, we've you know our board is their job is to make the best decisions possible for our families and our community and keeping um, our kids safe. And uh, the board decided you know along with our superintendent and other key personnel that, um, based on the numbers, this is what we needed to do at this time. And, you know, schools closing and opening and doing that. And I, I think it was just, we're going to sit tight for a little bit, hope that some of this passes, try to get back as healthy as possible. So, you know, t- tough decisions all around, nothing, none of that stuff is easy, I know. But um, we were shut down for a little bit. And then we got a little bit of you know, a few days a week, a couple days a week, practicing in small pods and, you know, more mask wearing than even normal. And then last Wednesday, we got the, the go ahead that we could start back to practice. And we had our first competitions this, this weekend. So all in all, we're pretty healthy. We're glad to be back, yeah. even though it was a tough December. Um, we understand
0: and hopefully we can stay healthy throughout the rest of the winter season. And get a full winter sports season in so much as, as, as we can here and uh, get to enjoy get to enjoy not only that, and then this is just a bonus here. Get to talk about it here on the podcast as well. And since the winter sports season just started a week ago and over the weekend, today's episode is going to be kind of a more of a season, a season preview of what to expect. Uh, coming in, maybe more so than the X's and O's and and, and and the highlights, and we'll get into more of that as we go along during the season. But uh, let's start first in the pool, and we're going to start with your your boys' swim team. You know, they, they've had had control of the league the last number of years. Uh, won won the league four years in a row, and so you're just getting just getting going this season. We're already seeing low times being put up by by multiple guys in different distances in the pool over this past weekend. And the thing that's interesting to me in seeing those results come in is the balance that you have between veterans and youth. That you've got upperclassmen, and then the, the, the underclassmen are coming in right behind and and putting up really nice results. Obviously, you, you know you're seeing this team operate for the first time uh, here since you, you've you've joined joined up with Indian Hill. Uh, how have you seen this team operate since you, since you've come in and since they've gotten going, and what have you learned? about them that's made you kind of understand like okay now I understand why they've been so good the last four years
1: yeah right well I you know it starts with we have an awesome head coach and Matt Harrison and our diving coach Ray Noble is awesome and he helps out other schools as well Um, and Susan Burns even with our middle school program I mean I think that we have a, a true program and I think that about a lot of things that that we do here but our kids are invested. It's important to them. It's not just a winter Indian Hill season. They're they're kicking butt in the off season and with club and swimming in general is just different. You know, mm-hmm. you have a, a, a majority or of your kids that aren't just swimming for Indian Hill, but they're getting their their time in all year with their club. And um, I, I think that's probably uh, a difference in most of our sports. Some of our kids were able to train because they weren't with Indian Hill and. And we're ready to go. And it's shown the first meet. We're already, uh, you know, a handful of top 10 in the state kind of times and events. And you said it right. We have a good mix of some veteran leadership and some young kids. And and my last school, I, I was um, I was able to, to watch Indian Hill swim. This isn't a new phenomenon. It's always been a, um, a, a staple program for for our school but yeah. we expect nothing more than being right there at the end and 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 seeing if we can have a, a lot of success like we have you know fairly recently
0: over on the uh, girls on the girls side in terms of league play marymont's been the standard bearer in, in the league they've won the league title seven seven years straight eight of the last nine so obviously everybody's looking at them as the benchmark in the league and everybody's got to elevate themselves uh, up to that level and your team is seemingly at least early on. We still got a long ways to go that you know, they they're showing that potential right there. I mean, you, you look early on the team overall has the top, t- I'm in the league in the 200, 200 yard medley uh, beating Marymont by a second. There the 200 yard freestyle as a team you're ahead of Marymont there in terms of time, obviously a long way to go in the season. One of the things I'm interested to see with this team, is was a lot of freshmen coming in right away and putting up these times. And, and you wonder sometimes with the, with freshmen, you know, how are they able to do that? Are they are they too young to understand that maybe they shouldn't be putting up these good of times early on, that kind of youthful exuberance, uh, if you will. It's been impressive to see those times come in. Uh, how fun is that for you to see the youngsters come in, and then also for them to see their hard work pay off so quickly?
1: Well, one, one of the nicest things about that is, you know, you have a future for the next few years, and it's yeah. not – you know, a one and one and done kind of thing. So it's always excited, exciting when you have young kids already contributing at at a, a top level, and and that just shows that we should be set up for years to come as well. And um, it, it's great. Like I said, I, I Matt Harrison, our, our coach, just kids want to to swim for him. He's got such a, a great attitude about the sport, so passionate, and I think that trickles right down to the kids. It helps kids. You know what want to to give their best, and um, not only the individual effort, but also as a team effort. So we're in a really good spot with swimming, both with the boys and and girls side.
0: And uh, it's a long way to go, but again, strong results early, as you said, with the boys, some top ten times in the state already. No reason to think they can't continue that, and the same thing with the girls. If they can continue on, you know, you, know, you can certainly give Marymount a run for their money. And uh, challenge them for the league title. Uh, let's move on here. And uh, a sport that's just kind of getting going in Indian Hill. We were talking about this before we started recording this. Uh, gymnastics getting going uh, in Indian Hill. And one young lady want to get a special uh, recognition to is Raylan Coward, who uh, competed at the CD Cup uh, over the weekend. A lot of top teams from Southwest Ohio there. A lot of top individual gymnasts there. Uh, in that meet, and she goes and finishes third overall. And I'll go through the each of the individual events. There finishes second on the bars, third on the beam, fifth on the vault, and thirteenth on the floor. That's a pretty darn good showing uh, at the CD Cup.
1: Yeah, that, that's right. And you know we've got to say thanks to Cincinnati Country Day with that. She trains with them. Steve Connor, who's you know the ultimate professional, um, is really guiding her. We we don't technically have gymnastics. Um, I know the Cowherd family, just, a, just a, you know, a great family. And she's been in the, in the club world, the private world with gymnastics and just wanted to try to make this work, wanted to compete at the high school level and for Indian Hill. So we got a little creative and, and made it work. So it's a partnership to, yeah. um, to kind of give her the opportunity to do that. And, and she's really good. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it plays out for her and, hopefully we're making a state run in gymnastics and and
0: you know it's it's all good at the end of the year. How unique is that for you as an athletic director when you have somebody like this who comes to you and says can we find a way to make this work where I can compete at the high school level and can and compete for Indian Hill even if I have to train uh elsewhere?
1: Yeah right so you know we're in this job to kind of make it the best experience for kids. Mm-hmm. And um, when you can do that, that's great. It doesn't always work. You know, there's a lot of factors. Some of those are funds. Some of that is practice facilities, some of that, you know, coaching and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, w- when they proposed it, it was okay, let's figure it out. If we can make it work. Absolutely. We, we will. And just kind of back to that partnership, we, she has a trace, a, a place to train. She has a coach to coach her, you know, some of the, the uniform and that kind of stuff, you know, we will just figure that, that kind of stuff out. That's the yeah. easy stuff. But when you can mark off the the tough hurdles to make it work for a student athlete, uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it every single time that that we can. But um, like I said, there there's times that as much as I would love to add something because we have a group of kids that are interested, we just, we just can't always make it work, but thankful that we were able to make it work for Raylan and the Coward family. And she's competing, representing Indian Hill.
0: And doing a very good job through and through, through a, a very, a very challenging CD cup finishing third overall. That's, that's nothing to shake a stick about there for sure. A couple of other sports that are kind of emerging sports in Indian Hill. I know, I know you wanted to touch base on here on the, on the season premiere today, uh, both the cheerleading and indoor track. Take us through those. Yeah.
1: So our cheerleaders um, perform very well and, you know, we're winners of a, a regional meet qualified them for Disney and, uh, in the spring um, for nationals. And hopefully we can pull that off. There's not a date set and, you know, there's still restrictions all over the place, but here with certain field trips and overnight stays. So I know we are hoping they are hoping that they can uh, participate, but it was a good showing. Our kids are, are dedicated to the sport. Our, our coach does a really nice job leading them. So they compete and uh, in, in whatever type of competitions they can around the the city and the region and then indoor track our our track and cross country coach sue savage will um, continue to lead a group of kids with indoor track and they have a, a few meets scheduled and really just got to go ahead with that as well they haven't practiced or, or anything like that yet but uh, or just just starting to now but they'll, they'll get the chance to compete in a couple competitions and get ready for the spring track season
0: When you see a sport like indoor track start to come together, obviously you think to how it would be in a normal, normal world where you're piling a ton of runners into a, into a closed facility and everybody's, you know, all over the place running these times uh, and distances. How do you anticipate that challenge being once you get into these meets of trying to compete, but also under a scenario where it's basically you show up, you race, you go home, you know, it's that, that type of thing.
1: That's exactly right, that it, it just looks different, that it might mean a couple of buses going to events, and when kids are finished, they go home, either whether it's with a parent or we're taking small groups there in sections, and it's not the the normal type of, we're all going to be in our, same as swimming, really, kind of our mm-hmm. huddle and hang out all day. It's, yeah. if you're finished, it's probably time for you to go, and those are the kind of hurdles that we're all facing, and we're all kind of figuring out together, but the, the great thing with with our coach, with, with Sue, Coach Savage, is she's such a professional, and that will be, um, you know, that, that will be in the, the, the front of her mind and making sure our kids are participating safely and, and figuring that out. That, that's that's one that I don't have to worry about um, kind of pushing the envelope. She, that, that, that's going to be the first priority for her every single time. So we're going to do the best we can. We're going to make it work the best we can and probably learn a little bit as we go. And um, again, just try to make it the best experience for our kids as we can.
0: How big of a luxury is it for you to have someone like coach Savage to where, you know, you can turn the, turn the keys to her and you don't have to worry about what's going on within the program. You don't have to micromanage. You don't have to check in, you know, multiple times a day saying, are you doing this? Are, Are you doing that? How much easier does it make it for you?
1: Yeah, it's invaluable. I mean, schools in general, I think that the concept of having the teacher coach and the coaches in the building, it's just getting tougher and tougher. And there's good reasons for that, but she's one of those veterans that, you know, she is a top quality teacher for a long time and a top quality coach and connects with the kids. And it, it's just, it's the perfect scenario. When when you can get those, you've hit a home run and, you know she's as good as it gets, and 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 I just so appreciate that she's here and, and provides the experience that she does.
0: It can be a tough thing to try to navigate those waters uh, there, trying to negotiate that and the logistics and all that. That's going to be a challenge going forward for indoor track, uh, for sure. Another sport that I'm looking at as could potentially be a big logistical challenge uh, is your wrestling team. You know they they've won the league the last three years after Redding had owned it seemingly for two decades but you've kind of taken that mantle now and I'm looking at this and I'm to me anyway, and I I don't know how you feel. I'll get your thoughts on this as well. This seems like maybe the most difficult sport to try to pull a full season off because you can't social distance when you're on the mat. You can't just stand six feet away and kind of say, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and basically do air wrestling. You can't do that. So how, how do you envision that playing out this year? And how, how are your wrestlers going about preparing for this season, knowing that there is a real possibility of some starts and stops?
1: Yeah, and you're exactly right. And our coach, Nate Iger, has been um, extremely cautious. We've waited to start practicing. His schedule is pretty minimal. Um, the thinking, you know, we're basically wrestling on the weekends at smaller invitationals. Our league meet. Um, is not going to happen. It yep. looks a lot different than you know it, it has in, in the years past. All with the schedule is all set up to if we had an issue our last meet, we're still going to be outside of that 14-day you know quarantine period for uh, when the tournament comes. So we're trying to figure out how to best compete throughout the season and be ready and healthy come tournament time. So it is a less is more mentality, no doubt. Um, and kind of like I, I said with Sue, Nate is another coach that's in the building. He's uh, being very cautious to, to keep our kids as healthy as possible, and really being um, thoughtful about how practices look, how long they go, what meets we compete in. We have our, we're, we're actually hosting a meet coming up this Saturday and it's a quad meet, and it's, um, you know, visiting fans aren't going to be allowed, but we're live streaming, and we kind of have each team in a quadrant of the bleachers, so they can be spread out, you know, it, it's, it's all of those logistics that we're dealing with, and really kind of learning as we go, thinking through every single event, and we just hope that it's the best experience we can provide, and it might not be, and, yeah. um, you know, when it comes to parents seeing the kids, but at least we kind of have, you know, the live stream option, and, we're just we're we're finding ways to make sure our kids can compete, and if that continues to be the foundation of what we're trying to do, give our kids the opportunity to compete, then we ha- that means we have to sacrifice some of the other luxuries that we're used to.
0: Mm-hmm. And looking at this as a as a quad this coming Saturday, we I mean, hear other schools just doing duels, some doing tries. You're doing a quad here. Do you look at this since it's early in the season for your athletic department? as sort of a trial run to see if you can pull off a quad and maybe down the road and maybe the end of January, February, or not, you can call the teams and say, Hey, we, we can host a quad here. We have all the, we have all the procedures in place. Uh, it can be done here. We ran it before and went off without a hitch.
1: Yeah. Well, with our spacing in our gym, we feel very comfortable we can host four teams. And um, you know, the thing is if, if you only have duels when you're not a super large program, you yep. might not have anybody for your kid to wrestle. So, it, you know, we have quads to make sure everybody has a match. It's not going to be, you know, huge schools with tons of wrestlers. Sure. We, we figured we could manage the number of kids with the number of teams to just make sure it's it's everyone's getting appropriate matches. So, um, yeah, it, it's kind of a test. We're, we're, and then we're going to try to do a middle school meet similarly later in the month but we're going to see how this goes we feel like we can manage it um, effectively but I probably won't know until Saturday afternoon you know once it's all over
0: and that's the thing to think about too for for folks who are outside of the athletic department operations is that there's no playbook for this so you just kind of have to kind of kind of see how it goes uh, at that point let's move on to the hardwood and let's talk about boys basketball they're finally getting ready to get going, you know, after a 13 and 10 season a year ago, you said, said earlier in the, in the podcast that they were having scrimmages. They were able to to practice and what have you, uh, how have they looked in that sort of extended training camp and how excited are they to finally be able to get to a point where they can see somebody wearing a different color Jersey across from them?
1: Well, I'll answer the last first. They're extremely excited, excited <laughs> to be back. Um, how they look is anybody's guess. You know, I think when we started and we had some kind of that normal flow and got some scrimmages in, we're excited. Like, all right, we, we should be, this should be a great year. There's been stoppages, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough to know it. Yeah. We've done the best that we can. We've been practicing for less than a week. Um, and that's, that's hard on any team. And the fact is we're going into our first game tonight for the boys and there are teams that have played 10 games already, 11 games already. And some of those teams are in our league. And we just have to have to accept the fact our season starts today. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of like the Ohio State theory. You know, maybe we're fresher with only seven games in. You know, maybe we're fresher with no games in at this point. Um, but we, we just have to look at the long kind of haul of this. We're going we're gonna to get as many league games in as we can. We have 13 of our 16 scheduled. We're not going to have a full 22 game season with with boys basketball, um, for sure. But yeah. um, at, at the end of our regular season, we're going to hope that we've found some success. We're clicking, you know, on all cylinders at the right time and ready to make a a, a good tournament run. And like everybody else, in all of that. We're trying to stay healthy, too. So, you know, we're practicing. Varsity's not around the JV team in case the JV team has an You know, those are all the kinds of things that we have to be extra cautious and mindful of, and and the reality is teams have stoppages all the time, and we may we may come up to that. We'll deal with it when we do, and we're going to play as much of a season as we can.
0: Over on the girls' side, uh, they, they've gotten a, a couple of games in already. The opener was a, a comfortable win over Deer Park, so you now have won 21 straight in the chl you're going for the three pete uh this year want to focus on one of your players in particular your star ella riggs and and she was first team all league last year a season opener against deer park she goes for 28 points Uh, obviously everybody in the league knows how good she is and 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 for non-conference teams you may be able to schedule they're going to find out how good she is uh going forward but she's she doesn't have she doesn't have Maddie Antonucci alongside of her anymore. And and I'm sure you saw and know how good Maddie was and Maddie Antonucci has since graduated. So now more of that focus uh, is going to go on to Ella Riggs. And it also more goes on the other players to try and fill that void as well. How, how is she looking at that as far as embracing that responsibility to know I'm the, I'm the alpha on this team at this point, everybody's going to be gunning for me. And how is she approaching this year with that in mind?
1: Yeah, you know she's she's an athlete. She's a basketball player. She's she's excited to be back on the court and just wants to play. Whether it's you know a league game that we've had some success with in the past, or you know a top division one team that we're trying to schedule to see you know test test ourselves the best that we can. So yeah, I, she definitely knows that we have a good balance. You know, a couple seniors that are, are nice, solid players and provide good leadership and. You know, she's a junior and a couple freshmen that are, are starting and, you know, we'll play a handful of girls uh, as well, but it's, yeah, she needs to lead the team um, uh, especially from a, um, you know, scoring standpoint and leadership standpoint and all that kind of stuff. But she's a player and I know that, um, you know, she's going to take it head on and she's going to do her the best she can every single game. And um, she's going to have some tough matchups. And as you said, people, we'll know that she's our number one threat and she doesn't have Maddie to kind of, you know, be that, that balance, but we have some other kids that will step up and play well. And and if you focus only on Ella, then some of the our other kids are going to hurt you. So, um, you know, I, I respect our coaches kind of thinking and scheduling. She wants to play some really good teams, even knowing going in that that's going to be really hard for us to compete sometimes just mm-hmm. um, but but it's about preparing our kids for the tournament and uh, we'll have a good balance in our league and a good balance outside of our league and come um, tournament time. We hope to be ready. We hope to be CHL champs at the end of the regular season. We'll just see how that all goes.
0: Yeah. And that's something people sometimes forget is you'll ask, why do you schedule so tough? And you think about it and it's like, what, what, what good does it do to schedule a team? You're going to beat by 50. How does that, how does that help prepare you for the state tournament? Yes. It's nice to get the win, Get everybody playing time, feel good about it, but scheduling those tough teams can only help you down the road, uh, no matter the result at that point. But nevertheless, just getting started there, and they they've certainly look like they've got a good shot to uh, uh, repeat as as league champs there. Lastly, before I let you go, kind of circle back to what we talked about at the top of the at the top of the program here today, and kind of how everything has gone for you uh, and your staff. We've we've talked here and and back in the fall how it's been for the coaches. And for the kids, for the student athletes across all spectrum of sport at Indian Hill, I'm wondering how the community support has been around you now that they've sort of gotten used to how things are. I know early in the fall, there's going to be a lot of frustration because you know people want to be there, they want to support their friends, they want to support their family, the students want to be there supporting their fellow their classmates and whatnot, and and that's been that's had to have been limited at at the at, at throughout the season thus far how has the Indian Hill community rallied around this team as we're now into the winter season
1: yeah you might want to ask me at the end of the winter you know <laughs> you know the, the fact is it, it's like it's like anything you, you know 90 percent are unbelievable they're awesome totally get it whatever we can do and you know the five percenters or ten percenters I, I understand their frustration you know that they want to they want to be at the game. They want their kid to have a full season, you know, for some of the kids, you know, they have other type of things on the line, whether it's the collegiate level aspirations and, yeah. and, and this is hurting that, or, you know, maybe it's a, a group of, of senior parents that they the senior class can't be here for big games. And I agree with every single one of those frustrations. I, I get it, but all in all, you know, it's, it's been really good support. We, we have a great community. They get it. Even when they're frustrated, they get it. And I, I you know, for me personally, they've been super supportive. I, I, I think that just kind of not knowing all the information makes it tough. Yeah. And it's easy, you know, sometimes for rumors to kind of get around of how things are going or how we're deciding things. And, and the fact is you know, we're trying to make the best decision for kids 100% of the time. And, um, it, you know, it, it's just hard to communicate how that looks sometimes. But I, I will say in my whatever this is five months that I've been here, mm-hmm. uh, super excited to be here. It's a great fit for me. I, I hope the district and the community feels, you know, it, the same the other way. We, we will see, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But, it, you know, it, it's You just have to do this job, not worrying about who's upset all the time, because there's always going to be somebody upset about something. If we and if I and my staff can make the decisions that are best for kids that we believe are best for kids, I can sleep at night. And, you know, I I think I think that's just the way that you have to approach it. And uh, we're just trying to get through this school year the best that we can um, just like everybody else. This isn't an Indian Hill issue. We, we, we know that, but mm-hmm. um, we're, we're just trying to do the best we can.
0: And it's, it's one of the more selfless professions you can work in doing, doing what you do. And you and your staff have obviously done a great job uh, to, to this point during this, un, during this crazy time. And uh, we certainly appreciate you, Brian, taking some time here to talk to us about it today. And we're looking forward to diving more into the individual stars and, and teams as we go along in the winter sports season.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it, too. And again, I, I feel like I say it all the time. You guys do awesome. Thanks for this, this time and get, getting our message out there. And I'll look forward to next week.
0: That is Athletic Director Brian Phelps of Indian Hill High School joining us for the season premiere of This Week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics on IndianHillBraves.org and ESPN Media, powered by Sidarm Sports.